Hello, everyone. Welcome to Counseling Conversations with Carmel and Christine. I am your co-host, Christine Barker, and today we are talking about the Counseling Compact. Uh, Carmel's not here with us today, unfortunately, but we do have Daniel Stacy here with us today. Uh, Dan, say hello to everyone. Hello. Nice to see everybody and hear from them. So we're going to be talking about the Counseling Compact, and you are the uh, guru on this subject for the ICA. Um, before we get into the Compact, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your history and your background? Well, uh, I've been working in nonprofits for about 50 years. Uh, I have uh, done various different types of nonprofit associations. Uh, I worked for a youth service agency in Glenview and Northbrook, uh, doing teen counseling and as executive director. Uh, for a number of years, we did outdoor ad adventure programs, and uh, from there I went to work for a, a heroin and a cocaine treatment program in Chicago, uh, where I worked with uh, hundreds of uh, clients who were uh, substance abuse uh, addicted, uh, and uh, we had a staff of about 100, uh, $6 million budget, uh, and did that for a number of years in Chicago. Um, after that, uh, I worked uh, for the Illinois Mental Health Counselors Association uh, and was there for about 20 years, also with the Coalition of Illinois Counselors uh, as the lobbyist on behalf of counselors, which I still am, uh, and for a while with the Illinois School Counselor Association. So um, I've been wow. doing uh, one role or another uh, for quite a few years, uh, uh, and now uh, I'm uh, working still with the Coalition of Illinois Counselors uh, and doing uh, some accounting work for the all and mental health counselors. That's awesome. So you are still involved with the ICA and SECO. Um, and your role, what is your role in the ICA? I am the uh, executive, I'm, I'm the consultant for the Coalition of Illinois Council Organizations. ICA, uh, Illinois Mental Health Counselors, Art Therapists, uh, Dance Therapists, Rehabilitation Counselors uh, are all part of this. Uh, and we represent counselors in both Springfield and in Washington. Uh, and so I'm like the key legislative pivot person uh, for those sorts of things for counselors. That is amazing. We we definitely need that. And this is another reason why we wanted to do this podcast is because I think people don't realize how much the ICA does for counselors um, and what roles are kind of working behind the scenes to make to make the legislation things get passed and to, in this instance that we're talking about the compact, to make um, that available for Illinois counselors. Um, just to get some clarification, can you can you kind of explain what SECO is? I don't know that people are super familiar with that um, in Illinois. SECO was formed uh, back when we started licensure in Illinois and we wanted to have a coalition of different professions uh, not all of which are part of ICA, some are. Uh, and so we wanted to put together this group of counselors from different walks of life and different degrees to work on establishing licensure. And they did. Uh, and that followed from there to continue to be around, uh, as I say, representing pastoral counselors, uh, mental health counselors, Illinois Counseling Association, uh, <clears throat> dance, the American Dance Therapy Association, uh, the uh, rehabilitation counselors and uh, our therapists, the Illinois Art Therapist Association. Uh, so they, the common interest with all of them is licensure. 
so we've been doing that uh, to keep uh, the idea going of what can we do uh, for legislation, primarily in Illinois, although a little bit nationally, and also an educational process of letting people that are members of all those groups know what is happening with legislation, when it's important for them to be advocates. Uh, and so as members of the Illinois Counseling Association, mental health counselors, uh, you become uh, members basically of the coalition of Illinois counselors whose sole role is uh, legislative advocacy. That is great. And it's good to know that that exists. I didn't know actually before I was involved more in the ICA that that existed. Um, so I guess coming back to the compact, let's talk about the compact a little bit and what the con the counseling compact is. Well, let me do a little history before that maybe is that for many right. years, uh, uh, there has been the concept of, wouldn't it be good if we could uh, have reciprocity between states that you could uh, travel to a different state with your license and be able to do this. Uh, several years back, ACA had a concept they called 2020 that by the year 2020, uh, they would establish uh, one license name throughout the nation, uh, one degree type of uh, degree throughout the nation, uh, one set of criteria to become licensed, and that by the year 2020, uh, there would be some uniformity and it would be easier to have uh, reciprocity. Uh, that failed. Uh, so then uh, there were some other concepts out of the mental health, uh, American Mental Health Counselor Association and other groups to have a, uh, a buy-in that you would join uh, a group and that would uh, enable you to have your license be in a, in a library where they would share it then with other states, that failed. Um, so the latest thing that came about uh, a couple of years ago was the American Council Association took a different approach. Uh, they hired an outside company whose job is to create compacts. There are compacts throughout the nation for uh, podiatrists, for rehabilitation counselors, for nurses is a very common one uh, that allows them to license in other states. And so that's what they went about and did uh, and created a compact uh, that uh, works with uh, a national company uh, and a national association of licensure boards. And that group uh, then uh, worked to develop uh, what could become uh, a national counseling compact. Uh, in fact, the social workers are currently uh, nationally working with the same organization to create one for social workers because they also do not have reciprocity from states. So that's kind of how the, the compact came about. And I, you know, very fortunate that ACA took that route and hired an outside company. It has made a lot of progress uh, in establishing a compact. And I'm very curious as to where the progress is with that. And I know that um, there, there's a map on the website for the compact that kind of shows the different states that have been already enacted in the compact. Um, do, well, before we go there, do you think this was exacerbated because of COVID? Because once COVID kind of took that turn and, and everybody went virtual, this became much more of a relevant topic. It did help. You know, I think nationally there is in many states, there are telehealth laws uh, that were coming about. Uh, but it still didn't enable you to practice from state to state. It enabled you to practice. Right. If I was in Arizona, uh, I could practice with someone in Illinois if I'm licensed in Illinois. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, people that are licensed in Illinois are all over the nation. In fact, they're all over the world. 
uh, people may travel or move or relocate uh, to other parts of the world and other parts of the U.S., uh, but they keep their license in Illinois uh, because they continue to see clients in Illinois. That was a big question. I own a practice in Illinois, and once COVID happened and we went telehealth for so long, we had our, our counselors that were kind of moving around and asking those questions of, can I practice here? Can I practice here? And it was kind of confusing because the license laws in other states say that you still have to sort of follow their kind of ethical code with, even if you're in a different state, but you can still, you can still practice. So what you're saying is you can still be in any other state or all around the world, as long as you are seeing an Illinois resident and you have an Illinois licensure. Well, uh, not 100%. There are some states that may have some different regulations uh, and some states that have practices uh, that they uh, have deemed illegal for counselors to do. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Do you have like not an either. example of that? Uh, it's all the big prime one is either about LGBTQ rights uh, and counseling people, children uh, that want to transition, and the other is about abortion counseling. And some on some states deem that illegal. So you wouldn't be able to do that if you were an Illinois counselor that was in a different state and seeing an Illinois resident, you still couldn't do some of those things. That's correct. Interesting. Oh, I could talk about that all day long, but <laughs> yep. maybe that's another podcast episode. Um, where is Illinois right now and, and where is the legislation for the counseling compact? Well, the compact uh, on a national basis. Uh, decided that uh, they would start uh, last year, uh, maybe even the year before, uh, getting states. They developed a sample piece of legislation that if you put, put together this legislation and passed it in your state, uh, then you could be part of the compact so that there wouldn't be different laws in different states. Uh, there could be other pieces of legislation or things that govern counselors in, in a state, but each state had to have uh, the same uh, sorts of education requirements, experience requirements, um, <clears throat> internships, things like this. So uh, they did develop a, a package deal uh, that you can just take and then put into your state's laws uh, if you can get it passed. And so the first year, uh, maybe about 10 states passed that, and the second year, a few more. At this point, there are 17 states uh, that have passed this legislation. Uh, and. And what a lot of people are confused is this doesn't make the com the compact active. It's still not happening. Okay. What has happened is 17 states have passed legislation to be part of it, and and they are. Uh, but the compact itself has some organizational things to happen yet. Uh, they have had their first meeting uh, back in October, and at that point they elected officers, uh, chairperson, treasurers, uh, secretary. Uh, they are represented by representatives from those 17 states. That has created, basically we're talking about creating a not-for-profit association. Uh, we get a budget, we create a board, uh, we have elected officials. So those 17 people become the uh, board of the compact. Now, some of those people are counselors, but they don't have to be. Uh, what they have to be is they have to be the state representative to the licensure board in their state. Um, now, uh, that may mean in some states, there is a person, for example, who is in charge of compacts in their state. They're an attorney and their sole job is to work with any type of license 
that their state is involved with that has a compact. So that's their role, and they're on this board, the, the Council and Compact Board. Uh, others may be councilors, but they were, are not all councilors. Uh, so they did elect people. Yeah. And from there, uh, what they did is their, their next steps is develop a budget. Uh, they're going to have to assess a fee. Uh, the process is, is that your state uh, would uh, pass legislation uh, and meet the requirements, and then um, you could be, uh, uh, if you wish to be part of the compact, you then, uh, not everybody in your state has to be part of the compact, just those that want to be. Um, oh, so, okay. for example, yeah, you, you, one of the requirements is a fingerprint and criminal background check. Okay, mm -hmm. so Illinois doesn't have that. Uh, and so uh, they do have it for a few other professions, but not for counselors. Uh, mm -hmm. And so we would have to change the law to say that. And there will be fees. Uh, there will be a fee to join the compact uh, and be part of it individually. Uh, there may be a fee for the state to be part of it. They haven't decided yet. Um, I'm sure there'll be a fee for each person. Uh, and if people want to get, you know, a criminal background check and fingerprints, there's going to be a fee to that. This, private companies do that in Illinois. Uh, they do it now, and they do it all over the state. So, so individual counselors will be able to choose whether or not they want to be a part of the compact if Illinois decides to be a part of it as well. If Illinois passes the legislation uh, that allows the, Illinois to be part of the compact, uh, then a counselor would choose to be uh, listed in the compact or join the compact. <clears throat> that lets them practice in any other state that is in the compact. So if uh, a state is not in the compact, they can't go practice there or practice with clients from that state. Uh, and, and people from another state, you know, can't practice. You know, you have to be states that are all in the compact. Uh, there will be a number of states this year that will pass legislation to be part of it. So I'm sure the number will grow from 17 on. Uh, the other big piece the compact is working on is a database. And they're going to have to have a database that, mm -hmm. you know, Bob says, I want to be part of the compact. And so they put Bob into the registry. Uh, they get Bob's information from the state they're from. Uh, they show that they have uh, no violations. They're not you know, license is not suspended, their license is active and paid for, uh, and and they then can put, you know, the fingerprint background check has been completed and all that sort of stuff. And so now Bob's part of the compact. Um, but they have to have a database that's going to make this happen. And so mm -hmm. that's a real big piece for them. They expect maybe sometime the end of 2023 or early 2024 before the compact will actually be in in live where you can practice from state to state with the database through yeah because the database they feel that by then they'll have that figured out and you still kind of to your point before you'd still have to adhere to the the rules and the requirements of the state that your client is in well that's you have to be determined a little bit that's another piece okay. they're trying to work on you know okay. because you know you know what if i'm part of the compact and I see a client from Texas and do a portion abortion counseling with a client from Texas, are they going right. to come arrest me uh, from Texas because I've done something that Texas sees as illegal? Uh, medical professionals dealing with the same issue of what are they going to do? Um, so yeah. um, a little bit of this is up in the area. They're trying to figure out how they're going to uh, handle these sorts of situations. 
because that would be very difficult i would imagine as a counselor myself to know the different kind of nuances per state but if they would generalize it and make them all the same obviously that would be a lot easier and more consistent uh sure. and less scary i think for counselors who want to enter the compact yeah and, and i will tell you we have we have done a study and well over half of the 17 states that are in the compact uh, have either restrictions or totally banned abortions. So that's a very common thread among the states that have joined. That's really interesting. Hmm. I wonder why that is to, that 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 they would be the ones that would join the compact. Well, politics. <laughs> Keeping tabs. <laughs> well. um, so. Illinois, where are we at? So we have been working with our lobbyists in Springfield uh, to develop uh, language uh, and working with uh, a couple of legislators that are going to be sponsors uh, to introduce legislation in Illinois uh, that fits the role of the model the compact has of model legislation. Um, uh, that's in the process right now of being written up. Uh, and once it is written up and drafted, uh, we will have a bill number, uh, and we will let uh, counselors in Illinois know that, you know, here's the bill number. Um, until we see it, the exact the final document, I really don't know the exact pieces that will be in it. I'm sure one of the sticking points uh, will be uh, the one of the requirements I said was a fingerprint and background check that we don't have. Uh, the other big change is that it has to require a 60-credit-hour degree. So it doesn't go backwards. It doesn't say that, you know, oh, I graduated five years ago and I didn't have that. We're talking, it has to be required from the time the compact goes into effect on. Okay, so right now, Illinois requires a 48-hour degree. Um, mm -hmm. um, to the best of our knowledge, there is only one university. There is, there is quite a few universities. I think there's almost like 40 or more universities in Illinois that offer a degree towards a counselor licensure. And there's probably close to 100 degree programs. Um, you've got school counseling, art therapy, rehabilitation counseling, um, mental health counseling, clinical counseling, clinical psychology. There's a lot of different degrees out there that all lead to licensure. And so uh, to the best of our knowledge, only one university out of that almost 100 degree programs does not have a 60-hour degree. Uh, we, we've been talking about a 60-hour degree for years. So most universities took the hint. Uh, KCREP is already a 60-hour degree. Uh, you would not have to be from a KCREP program, though, uh, to be in the compact. So uh, the uh, degree, the, the time frame of when Illinois would require a 60-credit-hour degree, uh, that'll be a big uh, sticking point as to how do we accomplish that and what compromise can we come to uh, with the state. Uh, the state's not opposed to a 60-hour degree. I think just the issue is when. Uh, so uh, next year, the year after, I don't know. Because that again, would remember be... That, yeah. Sorry, go remember ahead. The yeah, the compact isn't happening this year anyway. So whether there's a 60-credit-hour degree this year doesn't really matter because you're still going to be part of the compact. So uh, next year, yeah. So we have to and wait. that would mean your goals would have to change their... Anyone who's not a 60-hour degree would have to change if they wanted their students to be able to participate after graduation in the compact. Or, or the law might create a 
Well, or the law might create a path that I have a 48-hour degree. Now, again, we're not talking about people that have one in the past, in the future. That I have a 48-hour degree I just completed. Is there a path of classes I can take to get to 60 credit hours? Ah, okay. Yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. That's good. So then there wouldn't need to be a complete restructuring of schools, programs that are standing. Well, to the, again, to the best of my knowledge, uh, out of 100 degree programs in Illinois, there's only one that does not already have a 60 credit hour degree. That's good. So, That's good. Yeah, universities, other than that one school, which knows that they should have transitioned, uh, the rest of them have already done it, so they're, they're going to fit the mold. Good, good. So it sounds like Illinois is kind of in line and there there's movement towards being part of the compact. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're 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 expecting legislation to come out and and you know, we'll we'll see how it's worded and what we can do to accomplish it. Is there anything that Illinois counselors can do to get involved or advocate for that? I think once uh, we have a bill number out, uh, we'll be sending out blast to our members. Uh, we'll be posting that on the website like we do with information now about the compact uh, and about legislation. We keep an up-to-date list uh, of legislation on the Mental Health Counselors website of what's happening uh, and where things are at, of, of legislation that impacts counselors, not all legislation. There's thousands of bills. So, yes. uh, you know, so yeah, once we get that going, we're going to ask for them to start contacting. You know, it, it's a process. It has to go first to a committee in either the Senate or the House, wherever the bill starts. And we'll want people to contact, you know, the representatives that are on that committee. Uh, from there, it goes to a full vote in either the Senate or the House. And then we'll want everybody to contact uh, their legislators. You know, from then it goes to the other, you know, if it starts in the Senate, then it goes to the House and the process starts over again, uh, or it has to go to a committee. Uh, and then it has to go to the full vote. You know, so as it goes along, step by step, uh, we'll be encouraging people to contact their legislators and speak up and say, you know, that they want, they think it's important that this happened. Now, uh, go ahead, let me go ahead and I'll, I'll tell you the downside in a second here. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> All right, so um, the social workers, as I said, they're working on the same concept, okay, with the same national program, okay. Um, and one of the things that they have heard is that uh, there are some insurance industries, uh, companies, uh, that are very supportive of the idea of a compact uh, because they would then assign a call center in, say, Atlanta, Georgia, to take all the calls for people in that insurance, insurance company XYZ to take all the calls and route people to an appropriate counselor at the rates in that state. So they would see this as a way to lower rates. <laughs> Always a catch. Yeah. So they would be paying out the rates of where the client is located. No, they'll be paying out the rates of where the call center is located. Oh. Yeah. So they are just going to pick the a cheapest state with rate. Lower rates. That's right. Is it Georgia? <laughs> yeah, it's not Illinois. <laughs> not Illinois, no. Okay, so that's interesting and that's helpful to know. I mean, hopefully, I mean, they would have to disclose their fees ahead of time and that would be oh, something yeah. the counselors yeah. need to know ahead of time is like, this would be your contracted rate if you were getting a, a compact client. Yep. 
from yep. the compact. Interesting, but that's good to know. I mean, that's really important because, you know, the concept of reciprocity sounds great in theory, but when it comes down to practice and application and obviously all the steps that are going into even accomplishing this, the, the little loopholes, the little details sometimes that we don't know about are important to know about so we, we can make decisions as counselors for our own selves. Yeah. Um, and so, so just to be clear, we don't call it reciprocity. That was the old idea of what they were going to do. Uh, so this is not reciprocity. Uh, this is a little different because it's part of a compact. Uh, you have to comply uh, with the rules in your state. Uh, you may have to comply with the rules in the state that you're wanting to work with the client with. Uh, and uh, how the rates determined for your reimbursement is yet to be seen, uh, how, how that's going to happen, uh, whether it's your state, that state, or the call center's rates. Uh, that's interesting, because what if you got a client and you're an Illinois counselor and you got a client from Illinois, but it was through the compact? You don't get the I client mean, through the compact. The compact, the compact just, allows, just allows you to see clients in that state. You could put up a billboard. I don't know if you can do billboards, but you can pass out cards, you know, in, in Indiana and say, you know, call me, you know, and we'll do teletherapy. I see. So it's only really for clients who are in different states. So yeah. the database is really just a hub of information on different counselors who are part of the compact, not not a distribution like no. center. No. Okay. Got it. No. Okay. No. Well, this is all really good information. Any any idea on when that we will have a bill number? Oh, probably like, this month. This month? Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you got to remember the whole the whole legislative thing ends in May. It starts so now. All in May. Before May. Yeah. Or so we, we start again next. So people can yeah. learn to look out for this. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a couple thousand um, counselors that are a part of the ICA. Um, if you're not a part of the ICA, but you are a counselor in the state of Illinois, you still can contact your legislators and your representatives. Um, I know that ICA does a really brilliant job of sending out an email that's kind of already pre-formatted to, you can kind of select where you practice and like that, you know, that representative be able to send them an email pretty easily. Um, are I and this might be a question more for the ICA. I wonder if that's something that you can still do even if you're not an ICA member, um, or do you have to kind of, you know, that's a that's actually probably a selling point of being an ICA member is that they make these things very easy for you. Uh, they they email you and let you know when the bill is out, when you need to act, who you need to contact. Um, so I guess I'm just selling it right now, the ICA and all the different things that the ICA does for us counselors and including you, Dan, thank you so much for, for being on here. And um, I know there's, there's some more advocacy work that we can do. Counselor on the Hill is, is coming up. I don't believe there's a date for that yet. Um, is there something though, conceptually that we can do on Counselor on the Hill day for counselors that wanna participate? about the compact? Well, uh, uh, when it comes to counselor on the, on the Hill Day, uh, we'll be looking, I'm sure they'll have a, an agenda of different pieces of legislation uh, to talk to your legislators. They try to be appointments usually ahead of time 
for an individual to meet with their uh, state representative or state senator while they're there, uh, and then uh, to discuss uh, what's going on. Sometimes they have to pull them off the floor uh, of the House or the Senate to have a short conversation about uh, what pieces of legislation, and they usually have handouts they bring with them, uh, support sheets about uh, what why why we want you to support this bill, or sometimes why we want you to oppose the bill. So it varies. And I know I was um, privileged to be uh, at the last ICA Governing Council meeting, so I did hear you speak there. Uh, I was pretty silent. I was just an observer, but I know that there was mention in there that the ICA does provide mentorship for Councilor on the Hill Day. So if counselors in Illinois do want to participate, even, you know, um, they will set you up with kind of a mentor, a coach that kind of talks to you and runs through, you know, who you'd want to talk to, how to get a hold of them, what sorts yeah. of important things that are on the legislation, you know, to talk about. Yeah. So just yeah. another valuable little thing that ICA provides our counselors. Um, if, if I'm being honest, I've been an ICA member for, I, I don't even know how long, probably a decade, and I've never gotten involved until this past year. And now I'm like, super involved and i and i i never realized just even being kind of a passive member all the things that the ica does for counselors including you and all all of the these other little you know preparatory sorts of things that are helpful for us counselors and the future of our counselors um and so this was one of those things i learned about too the counselor on the hill and the mentoring i said wow that is amazing like i had no idea that was even like i'd get emails but i had no idea what it was or what it meant so i'm like i don't know what this is so that was another like motivator for me to start a podcast because i want counselors to understand even if they don't participate this counseling organization really has your back like everyone is trying in every aspect to make sure that counselors continue to grow and be present and be relevant and are included in the progression of our field. Um, so this was an important one for me. I was very excited about the Counseling Compact. I was excited to learn about it from you. Are there any um, kind of difficulties or barriers that you can see happening in like potentially a rejection of this bill? Uh, the credit hours and when that'll start, when we'll go to a 60 credit hour program. Uh, the state may want to delay that until two or three years from now. Um, okay. and, and we would like to see it as soon as possible. So I, I don't know how that'll, I don't think there's any other points in the, in the legislation that is a sticking point for Illinois. Uh, as I say, there's already some licenses in Illinois or professions that do criminal background and fingerprint checks. So that's not a, a new concept. Uh, I think the the big difference is the 60 credit hours. Okay, so that could be the potential barrier for that sure. to go through. Yep. Okay. Well, this was amazing. This was really good information. I mean, I, I'm okay. hoping that we can get this this broadcasted and get this out there to the world so that more counselors know how to advocate, understand what the counseling compact really mm -hmm. entails. It's not reciprocity. I will not be using that word anymore. <laughs> but that it is a compact, there are a set of rules, a set of uh, requirements, and that this is a really long process. It sounds like it has been going on for a long time. 
Um, so counselors out there, if you are listening, uh, Dan mentioned several ways you can get involved, Counselor on the Hill, and when that bill comes out, please check the ICA website or the IMCO website or whatever website um, you go to for information on counselors. Uh, and make sure that you contact your representatives, make sure you contact your legislatures when those bills come out and tell them why this is important to you as a counselor, because it matters. And the more people we have that are advocating for these things, the more likely they are to be heard and go through. So Dan, thank you so much for being on okay. today. It was a pleasure meeting you. Um, I hope you have a wonderful day in 60 degree Arizona out there. Enjoy that while we're in 35 degrees out here. And uh, well, yeah, I might be contacting you again for that other conversation. <laughs> okay, I'll be here. Dan and everybody listening, uh, make sure you keep tabs on the bills for Illinois. Uh, things are in progress and we're excited about it and look out for some updates on Counselor on the Hill. I will be there. I'm excited to get some mentorship and go and talk to our legislators. So hopefully you'll join me. Thanks everyone. This was uh, Counseling Conversations with Carmel and Christine. Have a great day.